This episode of the Expat Cast is brought to you by My Expat Taxes. U.S. Americans living abroad do have to file their taxes, though actually most of us don't end up owing anything. If you haven't filed, you have five more days to do so. The deadline is June 15th. You can go ahead and get your taxes done really, really quickly and pain-free with My Expat Taxes. They're top-rated online, often recommended by a word of mouth, and they were even named the best U.S. tax software for expats by Yahoo Finance. They're a female-founded company that's run by expats for expats to take all of the headache away. I personally always dread and put off doing my taxes each year, and ever since finding My Expat Taxes, it's been a lot easier. Now, if you don't have the time to get it done, you can actually file an extension so that you'll have time until October 15th. That's also something that you can do via My Expat Taxes. So head on over to myexpattaxes.com and use the code EXPATCAST in all caps to get 10% off. Plus, automatically by signing up, you get 25 credits added to your account for next year. So happy tax filing to one and to all. This episode of the Expat Cast is brought to you by Lingoda. They are a fully online language school and they're famous for offering the Lingoda Sprint. This is a three month long challenge to see if you can consistently show up to your online language courses. If you can, you can get up to 100% of your money back. Already over 40,000 people have participated in the Lingoda language sprints. And I can see why. That level of consistency definitely boosts your confidence with language in a really short amount of time. Plus the Lingoda platform itself is just really, really great to use. I used it to start learning some French and it was so easy to just plug into my schedule when I had free time. Now for this upcoming sprint, you have until July 16th to sign up and it starts on August 2nd. And what's really cool is they're offering an early bird special where if you attend 30 classes per month for all three months, you can actually get 100% of your cash back. To sign up, it's a 49 euro deposit, but with the code expatcast1, you can save 20 euros on that deposit. Click the link in my show notes to learn more. Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is a podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. One quick announcement before we get into today's episode. The season five finale is sneaking up very quickly. It'll be at the end of June, and I want to put together a collage of sorts of people's stories of times that German people of authority have caused you to cry or have crying-ish emotions, such as feeling really tense and feeling really diminished and not knowing how to handle yourself or how to communicate because you're so shut down emotionally based on how you were treated. If you want to hear more about that topic, listen to a couple episodes back with Martina. We get into our stories about it. And so for the season finale, I want to hear your stories of moments like this. I'd like to know your name, where you're living, what your story was, and if you found a way to cope with moments like that, what is it? Please give us your strategies. You can send those in either via my website, theexpatcast.com. You'll find the microphone symbol on the bottom right, and there you can directly send me a voice note, or you can record a voice note on your phone and then attach it in an email to theexpatcast at gmail.com. Now for today's episode. Today's episode reveals an alternate truth about this podcast. You know, I've said in the past I do it because I want to create a community where expats can talk honestly about some of the tougher parts of the things that we go through. I've said that I do it because it gives me a place to channel my creativity and my passion and and hone some skills I really want to work on. But one thing I haven't been so honest about is it's also just my way to make friends. (laughs) 
I mean, not always. It's also the other stuff too. But I'm a person who often finds themselves having a friend crush. It's like when you have a crush on a person, except instead of it being a romantic interest, it's just that you really want to be their friend. You think they're so cool. So spoiler alert, several people who have been on the show have been on the show because I saw them online and I was like, this person seems so cool. I have a friend crush. And then I just invited them on the show. We got to talking and sparks flew. We became friends. It's the stuff of fairy tales. <laughs> so today's guest is another such friend crush. You may know her blog or Instagram, The Adventures of Steffi. I have been so entertained and amused by her online presence. And I knew we had to talk at some point because I had a feeling it would just be such a fun conversation. And spoiler, it was. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get right to it. Enjoy. My full name is Stephanie, but I go by Steffi now because it's easier for the Germans <laughs> to pronounce. Um, and I'm originally from a teeny tiny city called Hereford, which is back in England in the UK. And I'm currently living in a teeny tiny town in Bavaria in the south of Germany. And how long have you been there? We've been here officially since August 2019. I technically didn't move until September. So yeah, it's almost two years. Uh, and what, a year and a half of that is COVID times? Lockdown, yeah. Well done, <laughs> great timing. <laughs> oh man, at least you got a little bit in right before the... Oh. Yeah, but the problem was, you know, I didn't have a job when we first moved here. So I was living off my savings. My boyfriend had a job and that's the reason that we moved. So I was living off what little savings I had. So I, we were being really careful. And then I literally, I started my job on the, I think it was the 2nd of March, 2020. I went training for a week in Hamburg. I came back and we were in lockdown. No. <laughs> so I never got to spend my money. <laughs> it's been great for my bank account. My savings account is like, what, what's going on? You have money? What? You're just ready to, to spend it all just as soon as you're allowed yeah. to start going out, just dish it out. <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, at least in, in Freiburg, things have started to open and I'm noticing I'm a much more generous tipper than I was a year and a half ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I've always kind of tipped. I don't know, it's not that common in, in England. Um, I think people do tip a little bit. I think it's bigger in America to tip because um, waiters live off tips in America, don't they? Right. But yeah, I'm I'm a much better tipper now. Although, I t <laughs> last summer when they kind of opened up a little bit, I tried to give an Italian waiter, well, the, the, the waiter at the Italian, he was also Italian, and um, I tried to give him like a 10 euro tip or something because we had spent like a hundred euros. So I was like 10%, right? Mm -hmm. And he gave me change from my tip. Oh. <laughs> it was like, it's too much, it's too much. <laughs> I was like, okay. I it's really weird. I've never had a way to give me change from a tip before. Oh, that's so wholesome and pure of him. <laughs> yeah. Man. Okay, and I'm also really excited to be talking to you because um, I just learned that you also had a name change when you moved to Germany, I used to be Nikki, <laughs> and I'm now Nicole. <laughs> these these feel like very distinct names to me. And like Stephanie versus Steffi. Like, were you ever Steffi, or is this totally new? No, it was um, Stephanie. But it's the thing is, it's Stephanie, but it's spelt with a PH in the middle instead of the F because Stephanie's a common name, I think, in Germany. But it's normally with an F because the PH I feel like is like quite a, a uh, an English sound. 
And so it was kind of, yeah, but my friend, the reason Steffi came up is my friend made a joke before I moved. She lived in Switzerland for, I think, four years. She could speak a little bit of German. So she, we had a meet up before I left and yeah, she was just like, oh, it's Frau Steffi now, Frau (laughs) Steffi. And then that kind of just spiraled this whole thing. And so I just started telling people my name was Steffi. But my boyfriend's name is even harder because my boyfriend's name is, is Zach or Zachary and the Z causes all manner of problems <laughs> with the Germans because they're like sack like say it like sack like a bag <laughs> bless him you're like yes my name is sack yep. yes correct good well done <laughs> and he's also British he's also British yeah okay so you're both riding this wave that's what you do right you're yeah. Riding wave. yeah you're riding this wave together I don't know about you but my ability to get those kind of um what are they called idioms like these little sayings that you use I get them all wrong now. <laughs> yeah, I find myself forgetting because I live kind of half my life in German now and half my life in English, I guess, like talking to family and friends. There's certain topics. So I've been going to the dentist recently because I've got a really bad problem with my with my jaw. So I've been having treatment and stuff at the dentist and the physiotherapist because that's where they send everyone when any, anything's wrong with you. The doctor, <laughs> dentist, they send you to the physio in Germany, right? Drink some tea and go to the physio. This is it, Everything yeah. will be better. <laughs> So and but there's I've got a sheena for for my teeth uh, like a gum shield I guess but I remember telling my family and friends about it when I got it and I was just like because the dentist had told me it's a sheena this is what it is and so I was telling my my you know, my boss my neighbors or whatever in German it's a sheena I have a sheena and then when I went to tell my family I was like I what is what is this word in English I don't what <laughs> What is it? Yeah. Um, and the same thing, sometimes there's topics that I only discuss with friends and family and then I'm trying to describe it to somebody else that's German. And I'm just like, I have no idea how to say this in German. Yeah, it's so embarrassing too, because it's like, we're not trying to be like, look at my cool bilingualism. Like, it's just like, oh, oh no, I my, my brain's just not, I, what? I don't know. I think it's just when you're living in it full time, like 24 seven, yeah, your brain just does that. And it's just like, I only know this word in one language. <laughs> yeah, I never feel more frozen than in moments. So I work as a librarian and sometimes someone will come in who speaks English or doesn't speak German and my coworkers will send them to me and they come up and they ask something in English, which is a language I speak. However, I'm a, I'm a ger- I'm a librarian in the German language and I apparently have no ability to say anything <laughs> library related in English anymore and they'll ask me like where can I find the books about this or that and I'm like what is shelf um what is story I just, it, it all is so frozen and I get wide-eyed and like stumble for the first 30 seconds and it's so like yeah. it's so crazy. <laughs> but wait, how did you learn German so quickly then if you're only here not even 2 years? I don't, I'm, I'm just, it's not that good. It's really not that good. <laughs> um, I, I didn't know any German before I moved here. None. Wow. Um, I studied a little bit in school, but I didn't take it for my GCSEs. The GCSEs are like, they're like the end of secondary school or high school exams in, in England. And so you get to like year nine, which when you're like, I don't know, 14, I guess. And you pick your subjects that you you want to take for these exams. So there's like mandatory subjects like English, maths and science. And then you get to pick the others. And I chose French as my language to take. Can't speak a word of French anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so I didn't learn any German. And then obviously uh, there was this kind of like 
English, I always say it's like English colonialist arrogance. <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't need to learn another language because everyone in the world speaks English. And that got knocked out of me pretty quickly when we moved here. Yep, that'll, that'll do it. I got brought right back down to earth. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, so I didn't start learning German until I knew that we were moving to Germany. And how much time did you have between knowing that you were moving and actually moving? So my boyfriend came for like an interview week in the June, came home and uh, was like, yeah, I loved it. Let's do it. And from there, we had six weeks to him moving in to an apartment in Germany and starting his job. So yeah, we came over six weeks later and then I went back to the UK and then for a month and then I came back to Germany. So yeah, it wasn't that long. What? That's yeah. so fast. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit of a, I mean, I think we took full advantage of the fact that, you know, we were, I was 26 when we moved. We were renting a place in the UK. Uh, Zach was already self-employed, so he didn't have any notice to give. He just kind of had to tell his customers that he was not going to be there anymore. Yeah. And it was, so we, we took full advantage of the the privilege that we had, I guess, of not having any kind of real commitment to the UK. And we, neither of us had ever done anything like this before. So we were just like, screw it why not <laughs> and wait how did you get this idea then because if he was self-employed and then to get a job means this was mm. like a pretty active choice he was working with at a company and a guy that he worked with his best friend was is german um and and the company that he worked for were looking for people so it was just kind of friend of a friend connection that it came about so yeah and he did have to make that choice to kind of go from self-employed to employed again you know, it was, we, we decided, we were like, look, even if it lasts six months, neither of us have ever done anything like this before. It's an experience. Let's just, we're in a privileged position that Brexit hadn't gone through then. Um, so we could do it relatively easily. So it was just kind of a spontaneous thing <laughs> that we did. That's so crazy. That's actually one of the best pieces of advice, or it wasn't even advice. It was just a thing someone told me when I was deciding if I should move to Germany or not, because I was just finishing my master's degree and I had some really good job offers back in the States. And then I had this idea and chance to move to Germany. And I was like, oh, I don't know, because I was so ambitious in school and I want to be ambitious in my career. And is this move going to mess that up? This boss of mine at the time was like, so here's the thing you're not realizing. Libraries in America are going to be here in six months, in three years, in five years and 10 years. Like it will still be here. You just got a degree in this that will still be active. So if you want to, you definitely can and nothing's going to crumble behind you, you know? And that was yeah. such a comfort to me because I, I wasn't ready to make the full commitment of, yes, I'm going to do this forever. It was way more manageable to think like, yeah, maybe I do only do it for a year and then I can come back and all this is still here. So it sounds like you guys kind of had that mindset too. And I think that's it's just something really good to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. And it was definitely, you know, everyone said, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll all still be here when if if and when you decide to come back and all of that sort of thing. And and you know, I, I didn't I left my old job on really, really good terms and I really loved the company that I worked for before I left. So you know, it, there was always kind of a, an air of if it did go down the drain here in Germany, that I could always go back to them. Um, so that was always kind of comforting. And how was that then? Because you came over and like we're getting settled, and then you know, COVID hits. At some point, Brexit goes through. Did you ever have any moments of being like, oh, I think I'm 
pulling out the we're going back card, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. So before, even before COVID, um, the job that Zach moved over here for, unfortunately, didn't extend his contract beyond, I think, four months. So he lost his job in the end of November, I think, in 2019. I didn't have a job, but I ended up getting seasonal work over Christmas for for a big huge warehouse company <clears throat> guess which one <laughs> and um and and I was really kind of hating it and stuff and yeah poor poor Zach got let go and we went we went home for a week and it was just we were we just spent the whole week talking to family and friends and thinking you know do we just call this an experience now at four months and and come home but the problem was we had signed a lease with our flat we had all of our contracts and stuff here and as you probably well know now, trying to get out of a contract <laughs> at like a week's notice, a month's notice in Germany no. is no. <laughs> impossible. They're like, give me three years notice to, to move your Wi-Fi from one apartment <laughs> to the other. <laughs> so, so we were like, okay, we're, we're going to go back for Christmas and kind of just decide. So we had about a month where we had some, some savings and some money that we could live off. So we just kind of spent the whole time miserable, actually, and, and kind of trying to work out what we were actually going to do and what would be best for us. Luckily, Zach ended up finding a, a new job here, which was amazing. And it was like, oh, he's, he's in heaven at the moment <laughs> with this new job. He absolutely loves it. Um, and then in the January, I got an interview for the job that I now have um, and then the February they offered me the job because German recruiters don't get back to you that fast <laughs> I've noticed <laughs> it takes a little while so yeah so I, and then I started in the March so there was definitely a period there where we were like oh, do we do we just call it a day and deal with what we have to deal with in terms of bureaucracy and, and just go home or do we stick it out and, and we decided to stick it out and I'm so so glad that we did but yeah there was definitely when lockdown first hit I think there was a big kind of feeling of how long is this going to last because nobody knew at that point I guess and I mean we still don't really know how, how long the travel restrictions and stuff are going to be in place so well I certainly I suffered really badly with homesickness right at the start of lockdown so yeah it's it's been up and down up and down <laughs> well yeah I was thinking I mean I'm no I, I've not studied any of these topics but through talking to people on the podcast and, and living it too and having friends who go through this it seems like a lot of people start to hit the really rough patches and with homesickness with struggling to adjust and questioning the choice probably maybe around like four to eight months of mm. the move and this is exactly when all of this was happening for you and then right when you make the decision okay we're gonna go for it then yeah. you get hit with global pandemic and like you can't even spend the money you get you can't even enjoy the life that you just chose I can't really imagine that that must have been really crap I mean the, the funniest thing is and we, we we still joke about it now is we live like an hour on the train from Munich and we still haven't been. Oh. <laughs> Nearly two years of living here, and we still have not been to Munich because of all the lockdowns and stuff. I'm hoping that we'll get to go sometime soon. Yeah, I think I think the hope is rearing its head at this point. But I mean, who knows? Who who knows? There's nothing's yeah. promised anymore. <laughs> we went to um, Garmisch Partenkirchen at, at the weekend, where Zugspitz, the, the tallest um, Bavarian Alp, is. And we went hiking around there, but then we went back into the town um, for lunch and it's just sitting outside in a beer garden with a beer and some lunch and people around. It was just, I got, 
I got really emotional. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I cry at anything. So, um, <laughs> was like, what, what's wrong? And I was just like, I'm just it's so happy. It's so nice to see. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear I'm not the only one who kind of low-key cried at a beer garden because I, I definitely did too. Beer not from a bottle. Yes. I mean, <laughs> God. it hit so hard. It hit so different. And just my first time being back out um, was actually at a bar that had the outdoor seating. And so you have your mm-hmm. own table with your limited number of people but there was this super drunk guy one or two tables away and he came and talked to us for a little and I just was like oh, I haven't there hasn't been a super stumbling drunk man in so long <laughs> and I mean I don't I didn't miss it but just, you, I don't know just these little things that you forget can happen in life yeah drunk men are so heartwarming <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think just sitting out and like remembering like, right, life can, it can be fun. I, I forgot that was an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, so for you guys, you, you got the jobs, you were starting to settle in. Mm-hmm. Like, how long did it take before you started to feel like, oh, we're so glad that we made this choice. Like, this is really good for us. It's so weird because it, it comes and goes in waves for both of us. And when I'm kind of suffering, Zach is living his best life. <laughs> and when he's suffering, I'm like on top of the world. So it comes and goes. But I think when, when things started to open up a little bit last summer and we got to travel around a little bit, we drove down Zach's uncle and aunt actually live in South Tyrol in the in, in northern Italy mm. um, and it was literally like a five-hour drive for us so we went down for a weekend because that was possible and we got to drive through Austria and then into Italy wow and I think when we were doing that and we were just like this is we, we, we'd driven through like three countries today <laughs> in the space of a few hours and it was just like mind-blowing especially coming from the UK where we're this like tiny island so yeah that was that was a big high point I think for for us really starting to feel okay I think for both of us after our probations periods were up at work yeah <laughs> we were kind of terrified for like six months just like watching the calendar the days go down and then when that period came we were like okay and breathe <laughs> Did they acknowledge that day at your workplace? No. Mine no. either. And I kept looking around like, do you guys, do y'all know what today is? Like, I, I, did, I don't know. I, in Britain, you used to have like an appraisal uh, when your probation period was coming up and you would sit with your manager and they would like talk to you like, how, how are you finding it? And they'd give you pointers on like what they think you're doing well, what you could improve on and whether you would pass your probationary period or whether it was going to be extended or whether they were going to let you go, you would have a meeting with your manager. And I didn't, I did go, got none of that. But I mean, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. I remember leaving work that day and like just sort of tiptoeing out. I was like, this is their last <laughs> chance to fire me. I don't think they know it if I just go really <laughs> quietly. And then I, I got outside and, and like looked left, looked right. And I was like, I think I'm in. I think I'm in. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and you live in a super small town in Bavaria. I mean, it's not that small, but it's smaller than what we were used to. We lived in a in a city back home. It was a small city, but it was still a city. So it is smaller than what we were used to. But I think it's still like, I don't know, like 20,000 people. So that's, yeah, we have like all of the, the major grocery stores. I think that it's kind of like almost a commuter town for Munich because it's got really good um, public transport connections to Munich and to Augsburg, which is our nearest city. So the trains go kind of every 20 minutes, every half an hour, which even in the city in, in Hereford, where I used to live, the trains would go once an hour, if that. <laughs> and and you'd normally get a replacement bus service. The, the train would be delayed or cancelled completely. 
People here moan, this is a funny thing, people here moan that the trains are terrible, the public transport is terrible. Coming from England where everything was broken down, delayed, cancelled for minor reasons, for a train to be two minutes late, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to remind my German friends when they when they start to get on this topic, I'm like, right, right, right. I, will, I can't agree with you that the trains are on time here because they are often not on time, but they're not on time by five to 10 minutes, which for me doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, when it's delayed by an hour, then come talk to me. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, they do that sometimes too. But generally, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I do think once we had a train delayed by like 40 minutes or something. But also, I just think the train stations here are just much nicer than they are in the UK. So 40 minutes didn't seem like that big a deal. And where you're living now, like, are there any other non-German folk there? Yeah, that's kind of been one of the biggest kind of nice things, I guess, because even though I came from a city back in in the UK, it wasn't that diverse at all. Um, It was very agricultural, very white. So here, yeah, we've got lots of Italians. There's a lot of Turks around. I think there's a few kind of Eastern Europeans as well. Um, And I think I'm led to believe by someone that I work with that there's another English couple in the town and I keep trying to seek them out (laughs) like listening for the accent apparently they're from Liverpool which is a really distinct accent so I keep trying to listen for the Scouse accent which is the Liverpudlian accent I haven't found them yet I might start knocking on doors Uh, that's kind of good though, because then sometimes when you're the only outsider in a in a village, it can be a little um, yeah. You're a bit of a zoo creature for some. My, the lady in the post office though, she's very funny. She knows me now because I get all of my packages delivered there, and I go in. You have to give your passport to prove that it's you that's collecting the package here. And um, she started just being like, "Oh no, it's fine. I know, I know who you are." And I said to her, "I was like, oh, the foreigner," <laughs> and she said, "No, no." It's just your name's really weird. Because <laughs> my surname is Montague, like Shakespeare, like from Romeo and Juliet. What do they do with that? Can they say it? It's like Montague. <laughs> just really elongate the A. Um, but yeah, she was like, you know, yeah, Maya and Muller, they're, they're common names here. But Montague, yeah, it's a funny name. <laughs> I just laughed so hard. I was like, thank you, sure. I think. <laughs> Of all of the places to end up, a small town in Bavaria is probably not the worst. I'm imagining it's quite beautiful. It's gorgeous. We're we're very, very happy. And I mean, Zach's new job that he has is actually in Rossenheim, which is an hour and a half drive. Oh, wow. Um, So he actually stays away during the week and then he comes home on a Friday. But we contemplated moving either kind of like North Munich so that I could commute to my work because my work is literally just down the road from where we live or moving to Rossenheim and then I would find another job but we've got such a good deal with our flat it's a beautiful flat it's a lovely building it's a great neighborhood and it's a beautiful town and it's so everyone's so warm and friendly here we just kind of said you know what I don't think that we're gonna find we're not gonna get this lucky again in Germany yeah <laughs> we're staying put well and I can also imagine when when there's been so much that's been something you've had to work on and had to make changes over to have one thing that you just really like and you just stick with it it's probably pretty good yeah. it's the only constant in our life yeah <laughs> <laughs> and how is it for you guys like do you not that you need to know what you want to do with the rest of your life but mm-hmm. what do you want to do with the rest of your life do you guys <laughs> think now that you're you're settled is this going to be a thing that's going to be a bit longer we, we've spoken about it a lot because I like I said I, I think I probably go up and down more than more than Zach does in terms of one 
wanting to move home. We've said that now that we're going to try, unless something really drastic happens, we're going to try and give it at least five years because I feel like you kind of need that long to properly integrate and especially after a global pandemic where you've not been able to <laughs> right. go out yeah we've, we've decided we're going to give it at least five years and we'll re reevaluate. so I'm, I'm curious like when you say there's highs and lows like it would be very interesting to hear what those look like for you like what are the highs what are the things that make you kind of find that spark and that joy again and like what are the things that make you get really like Ugh, I don't know uh, there was a period when I was working in the seasonal job where I was just crying every day, just like waking up and crying and going to bed crying. It was really bad. I mean, I've suffered with depression for, for 15 years anyway, kind of on and off. So that was a pretty, pretty low point. Yeah. And yeah, I was ready in the January 2020. I was fully ready to get on a plane home and, and call it quits. When I after I got my job, things things started to get a little better, but there there have been kind of low points. I think what was really lovely, actually, one one time, one at one point when I was really feeling the homesickness, I think it was about a month into lockdown. My boyfriend actually messaged one of my best friends from back home. He messaged her on Instagram and was like, "Hey, would you mind giving Steph a little video call? She's really down, and I think it'd really help if she could see you and talk to you." And so, yeah, she, my, my one of my best friends did that, and that was was so oh, so lovely to just so like and the fact that my boyfriend had done that for me yeah. had just been like I can see that she's down and nothing I say really helps because she's with me all the time <laughs> so but yeah but it's just been you know I, I work out with my friend almost every day over whatsapp video chat and just keeping up with family and friends and I mean the internet's been a blessing over the past 18 months right it's the fact that we have the ability to video call and WhatsApp call and everything. Can't imagine what we'd have done if this had happened in the 90s when, yeah. <laughs> when we had like DSL. Right. There's like, like a letter three months later yeah. that says if everyone you love is still alive. Like what? Yeah. Oh, geez. What's been really cute is a couple of my friends, my two best friends have sent me kind of little care packages from the UK with British chocolate and just some nice, but my oldest and, and bestest friend um, sent me like, a pamper package with like face masks and just some really nice like bubble bath stuff in hair masks and all of that kind of thing and it was just little things like that it's just so sweet and lovely <laughs> that I have those friendships yeah and I think too it's like really touching that your friends are thinking in this way of what might she be missing you know because of course there's, there's chocolate and there's face masks here but there's something about it coming from your home and also even when people put together a package that means they like, this sounds so weird, but they, they touch those things, you know? Yeah. I experienced such a difference between when someone buys something online as a gift for me versus when they shop for it and put it in a box They've together. Actually sent it. Yeah. yeah. Moving abroad is also hard on the friendships back home, right? Like, and even if you're really close, it's like you have to learn how to love each other and show that in these new ways because there's all these experiences that you're having that, that they just probably don't have unless they're also doing this themselves you know so how's the how's the friendship front going in uh good old germany <laughs> um well we, we were lucky because um when 
like I said, when we first moved here, it was a friend of a friend of Zach's that um, had the job opportunity available. So um, when we moved here, we kind of already had friends in place, German friends. So there was two families that took us under our, under their wings and, and helped us. And they speak fluent English as well. They really helped us to settle and to feel kind of at home. Um, so we have those, those friends, but they are quite a lot older than us, I think. So in terms of actually finding friends my own age, I've really struggled <laughs> to find <laughs> German friends. Definitely. It's great that you had that sort of foundation with the couple people at first and then oh it helped massively yeah, yeah. from there like the, your five-year deadline you like you'll need that for one of them to really consider you their friend <laughs> yeah especially in kind of a in, in a, a smallish town I think most people are pretty set in their ways with their friends from school and <laughs> and that's kind of it right so when a new person comes in especially a foreigner that they're, they're kind of like who are you why are you here right <laughs> <laughs> Germany's taught me that the bad thing well no is it a bad thing Germany's taught me to be more direct (laughs) (laughs) and so I have this problem now so I've had a couple of not issues but a couple of kind of problems that have arisen over the past few months between friends and, and whatever and I've had to kind of give advice and I'm just I don't understand why people just can't ask questions of other people anymore (laughs) yes like directly like up front just go to a person and be like why has this happened what's wrong with you that sort of thing and I (laughs) I forget that back home in Britain it's you have to kind of pussyfoot around the situation and go around the houses to to ask a question (laughs) so I think that's in we haven't even been here two years and that's that's the effect that Germany's had on me now I'm just like just ask the question I have this too or so many times someone comes and they're like how do I handle this and I'm like well you just say that what you just said to me but to the right person who needs who you're talking about like and then it's over that's the whole thing <laughs> yeah and if they say no or if they reject what you're saying or whatever then you just move on <laughs> it's, I, it's that simple have you ever had a moment where you were too direct and it was genuinely rude and you didn't notice it because I, I have oops um not yet <laughs> maybe it's near three it's coming your way <laughs> but, but I'm, I wonder I do wonder what I'll be like when we do so the plan of at the moment is is to go back to the UK hopefully end of August September time if the travel uh, restrictions will allow and we're, we're, the plan is to go back for a good few weeks because it's been two years since we've seen family and friends so but I do wonder what I'll be like like just in general life in the UK yeah. like in Britain Britain in a supermarket or in a traffic jam or something like that it, I do worry <laughs> <laughs> that I might get into trouble in Britain for being too German <laughs> But then I think I have a get out clause now because I can swear pretty well in German now. And I, I've got my insults covered. So so I feel like in Britain, I can just pretend to be German now and nobody will ever know. This is my strategy. I tell myself every time I'm on the plane and I'm like, what if I do this wrong? What if I, I'm like, just start speaking German. I do kind of love having that in my back pocket just at any moment. Just That's the benefit to learning a second language. You've always yeah. got a backup plan. <laughs> what are some of the other things that you think Germany is like bringing out in you or teaching you? So you've got the directness, also the ability to put on your alter ego, who's German. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God, I will never wear a pair of heels again. <laughs> I'm so thankful for it. Yes. <laughs> um, I never felt comfortable. I, I've always been kind of like a bigger woman. And so I've never really felt like comfortable wearing heels and like, tight sparkly dresses and that's just not me 
coming to Germany, I bought one pair of heels with me, have not needed them once. And um, I mean, I guess it depends where you are. I'm sure if you go into like in the city centers, maybe they with certain nights or nightclubs, maybe there's women wearing heels and I don't have a problem with it. Like if you can walking them, then I'm jealous of you. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that comfort and trainers are just the norm and the fact that at work, it's I don't know if this is a Bavarian thing, if this is a regional thing to the the region that I live in, or if it's a German thing, but nobody wears suits at my work. It's all casual. Yeah. So there's people that wear like hoodies and jeans and trainers. And yeah, when I figured I went to my first day at work, like super smart <laughs> and quickly realized that I just didn't need that. But I was so thankful for that. Um, so yeah, I've got rid of all the fancy clothes I own. <laughs> all the fancy shoes and I'm just a leggings and jeans and trainers girl now <laughs> this is gonna be when you go back to the UK you're gonna show up in like yeah like jeans and like a black <laughs> in a nightclub. yeah yeah exactly be like <laughs> get rejected what? from a nightclub for wearing trainers <laughs> what is the problem here and then you switch to German you ask the bouncer exactly <laughs> <laughs> so with that we're gonna round the corner and head to home with the ending segment which is called very similar to your boyfriend's name it's called zack 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 <laughs> yep <laughs> so this is a rapid fire question round where i ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it overthinking it just go with your gut are you ready okay yeah <laughs> all right you're at the grocery store you're like gonna check out and then you're like wait wait i forgot i need to grab a bar of chocolate what kind of chocolate do you get oh it's gotta be kinder yeah yeah the kinder regal bars the little miniature ones oh heck yeah um, because I don't feel so bad then if I eat two or three. It, won't, it, won't it doesn't count. It's just one normal one. <laughs> what is one spot in Germany that you haven't visited yet but are very eager to? Munich. <laughs> I live right next to it. You have to. You have to do it. And there you will find people wearing high heels. They're so fancy yeah. there. <laughs> okay. And finally, if you could trade lives with anyone famous for just one week, and it could be, I don't know, a celebrity or a politician or anyone, who would you choose? Oh my god! Um, do you know I'm gonna say, and I, I'm gonna butcher her name, but I would say Alex. Is it Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? Yeah, the, yeah. The New York is she a senator or she's congresswoman in the um, House of Representatives? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but she's I follow her on, on Instagram and stuff like that. I just oh, she's so cool. She is, <laughs> and also to be in not only her life but like maybe even in her brain. Yeah. Oh, she's so intelligent. Yeah. So the way she speaks, the way she handles herself when you watch the videos of her in in the house talking to all of these old white men. Yes. <laughs> she's so she handles herself so well. She's so classy. I I'm not <laughs> I'd just be <laughs> screaming at them. Well, very good. Okay. And so there's one more aspect of your life in Germany that we didn't get to talk about yet, which is that you have a very fun cool blog and Instagram and all that. So tell us a bit about that and where people can find you. Yeah, so the blog is www.adventuresofsteffi.com and that's Steffi with two Fs. And it's kind of, the way I describe it is exploring life and language as a first-time expat in Germany. So my Instagram account is at the Adventures of Steffi. I've got a lot more confident on there um, over the past kind of year and really started to show my true colours, which is that I sort of pretend that I'm a comedian. <laughs> I like to think that I'm a comedian. Um, so I just make a make a bit of a, a joke of myself and and take the mick out of myself for, for things that I do wrong in Germany, <laughs> funny things that happen to me. So yeah, that's that's the blog and, and the Instagram account. 
well, the comedy stuff is working very well on me. You totally reeled me in. <laughs> thank you. I've been cracking up at you um, and your great posts there for a while. So it's really fun to get to talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. And yeah, the thank chat. you for having me. Thanks again to Steffi for coming onto the show. It was every bit of joy as I imagined it would be to talk to you. Links to Steffi's blog and Instagram are in the show notes. There you can also find links to my Instagram and Twitter at The Expat Cast, or you can visit me online at TheExpatCast.com. Don't forget to send in your stories of times people have already made you cry. While you're on the website, you can also leave a rating and a review, leave me some stars, and tell me why you like the show, what you like about it. That helps me grow the show, and it gives me very helpful feedback to know what direction to go as I look towards season six. As always, I want to thank Amy Lungi Art for the logo and Sidehug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds with a conversation with actually another Stephanie. It's just the month of the Stephanies on the Expat Cast. What can I say? Till then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and stay safe. Bis dann. Tschüss.